All right, again. Hey, let's look at this morning. I want to look at, we've been looking in uh, Genesis and all these stories and whatever, and we'll pick up a few little pieces here. But, but I, want us to, I want us to look this morning at uh, just, just kind of just catch us up on heaven, you know, because, I mean, one day we're all going to be in heaven. There's going to be a brand new, new heavens and new earth. And, uh, oh, and you don't see these people in the Bible and take Genesis, Genesis, Adam and Eve, and then all their genealogies, and there's Noah. And then when you get on down, it's Abraham. And you don't see a bunch of people in there worried about going to heaven that, like we do today. We, we hear that. We're, we're like, oh, no. And we got people saying, you're not going. And they'll go, well, I'm going, but you're not going. And, and sometimes here in the Bible Belt, we get branded, and we're like, how do you get there? I mean, what's going on? Well, we don't need to worry because Jesus, he's, it, it's our trust in him that's going to get us there, okay? So it's not something we worry about. Oh, and it's not something that we have to, you just don't give it a big priority because Jesus is taking care of that. But you got to brush up on that. Otherwise, sometimes when you get to thinking about it, you'll be wondering, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. No, watch this. Let's go to Genesis chapter 15 here. The Lord's talking to Abraham, but of course, it's in our Bible in Genesis chapter 15. But let's, let's watch this. Um, let's see. Let me get where I want to see here. Let's see. It's four, five, six, seven. Hang on a second. Oh, yeah, here we go. Anyway, and this is, none of these things are out of the blue. If you read the story, it all flows together. It's not like the Lord shows up and said this. No, the Lord had been talking to Abraham for 25 years, okay? And don't forget, he'll speak to you too, just like he, the Lord was talking about. The Lord told her this and whatever. The Lord will talk to you as well. Sometimes we think he doesn't. But anyway, the Lord, that's Jehovah. Then Jehovah told Abraham, your descendants will be oppressed as slaves in a foreign land for 400 years. That was Pharaoh. That was Egypt. That's Moses. That's 400 years later. Fixing to happen, but it's 400 years later. But now watch this. The Lord says, I'm going to punish that nation that enslaves them, and they will come away with great wealth. Man, I'll tell you what. The Lord's going to bless your pocketbook. He always will. He always will. Now, but notice what he says about Abraham. But you will die, notice this, in peace in a ripe old age. Now, you've got that same promise. Honor your father and mother. It'll be well with you. You live long. But not only that, every blessing that got to Abraham, we just read it. What are we going to do, be jealous here? No, we saw it because the Lord wanted us to know he'll do the same thing for us. Now, oh, <clears throat> that's Genesis chapter 15. Abraham has a son. His son's name is what? It's uh, Isaac. Let's look what Isaac says when he's about to die. Uh, it's chapter 35, down here toward the end. Let's see. There it is. Look at that. Now, Isaac died soon afterward. Now, remember, he has a lot of history, too, and he's totally taken care of. It's fantastic. Famine's in the land, and he's still making a bundle. He sows crops, and it's just off, out the roof. It's just fantastic. And these same blessings are ours. So Jacob came at last to Isaac, his father, at Mamre. We'll just say down at New Hope, you know, Blunt County, whatever, uh, other wherever he was at. Okay, Abraham had uh, where Abraham had lived. Isaac died soon after at the look at that ripe old age of 180. Now that 180 is a literal 180. Okay, it really is. The Bible says in Genesis chapter one when he on day four he created the sun, the stars, and the moon. It was for times and season and dates and days. And we know the Lord built. He created the heavens and earth. When in how many days? It was six days. Okay, six literal days. But now, let's go, let's see who was next. Abraham, Isaac, and then there was Jacob. Let's go check up on Jacob. 
Jacob is fixing to pass away. And uh, wonderful story here. Uh, oh, but anyway, so let's see. Here he comes. Let's see. Jacob comes down here. That's all his sons. Okay, hang on. Let's see. We'll get down here to it. It's 47, I think. Okay, when they get here, Joseph went to go see Pharaoh and said, Hey, my father's here. Now let's skip down here. Now watch what, watch what, uh, he says, then Joseph brought his father to Pharaoh. Now listen, Jacob's pretty old. Look what Pharaoh says. How old are you? Now he's a, he's, he's like the king of the whole world, except it's Egypt. So he's not a nobody. These guys were educated too. And it doesn't take a real genius to tell somebody's old. How old are you? Jacob replied, I lived 130 Long years. Now, let me stop you right here. We have the dates and stuff. He lived another 17 years and got to have access to his son, coat of many colors, Joseph, who he thought was dead. And then he got to see Joseph's two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. I think that yeah, was their names. And what a blessing. He thought his son was dead, but he wasn't. He, and uh, so at 130, he lives another 17 years. So that puts him up to 147. But right here he says, I've lived 130 long, long hard years, and I'm not nearly as old as many of my ancestors. I mean, like his great-grandpa, great-grandpa, great-Abraham, and the ones before that, all the way down there. But anyway, notice, uh, anyway, Jacob, the next chapter here, he's fixing to pass away. Let's see what he says here. Oh. Uh, Mm. Yeah, Joseph's father was failing rapidly. Notice they're not going, oh my gosh, we're scared he's going to hell. Oh my God, there's no word of that. They knew when you get out of this life, you're going to be with the Lord. Okay, I'm just try trying to show you that because there's nobody panicking going, oh my gosh, oh, oh no, 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 no. Uh -oh. Anyway, uh, it's, it's interesting um, what Jacob is, is telling Joseph. Anyway, but um, notice what he says. He says, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz. That was uh, the Jacob's Ladder thing experience there. In the land of Canaan, bless me, and I'll make you a great nation. I'll give you this land. Remember, these promises are still yours. Okay, but anyway, he's fixing to pass away. Let's see if we get down here to where he passes away. Yeah, look at this. He says, I'm about to die. Notice he's not saying, oh, I'm scared. Oh, oh, oh. He's not scared. He brings in all of his sons, all 12 of them, and he blesses all of them. Wow. Uh, he called all his sons in, gather around me. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the future is what he tells them. Uh, but anyway, let's see. Let's get down here to it. Uh, after he blessed everybody, here it is. Jacob finished his prophecies to his son. He lay back in bed, breathed his last, and died. Man, well, it was a sad incident. The next chapter, all of Egypt, we're not going to take a look at it, but the next chapter, Pharaoh and everybody had a big funeral procession. They went all the way up into the promised land and buried Jacob there. And the Canaanites, they renamed the town, the town of the Egyptian mourners. I mean, it was such a big, it was generals and officers in the army, Pharaoh's staff. They love this guy. And, and that's what's so funny about the blessings of the Lord. People around you are going to love you too. They are. They'll always be taken care of. Okay, but anyway... We just noticed he died. Well, let's speed ahead. Let's go over to uh, another guy we know that died. Let me go all the way to the end here. Moses dies. Oh, this is going to be kind of interesting. Here, watch this. Okay, last chapter of Deuteronomy. It's just perfect timeline because when you get to the next book, Joshua, that's Joshua. All right, anyway, Moses here, he climbs up on the plains of wherever he's at. The Lord's going to show him something. 
He says, it's the promised land, the Lord told Moses. And let's see. He says, you're not going to enter it. All right, he says, uh, so Moses, the disciple of the Lord, died in, in the land of Moab, as the Lord said. And the Lord buried him in the valley, whatever. Okay, he was 120 years old. He died. Well, that sounds like a bummer. Well, it is a bummer that he died, but we don't hear any, oh my gosh, wonder what happened. We've already seen four people, and we don't know what's going on. Okay, uh, let's go look now. Let's jump ahead to the, uh, what we see about Jesus. I want to go to Matthew here, and uh, we're going to go to Matthew 22, and watch Jesus' attitude toward this. Notice, see, Jesus is making a way for us to go to heaven, but it's, it's, it is a big deal, but it's not a big deal. We're not supposed to be people that worry. Oh, 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 oh no, I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. We've got, unfortunately, I know who they are. Uh, the uh, uh, primitive Baptists, they don't, they don't know whether or not, like if I was the preacher, I would be preaching this morning. I don't even know if I'm going. We don't know. And we're, and we're supposed to be happy about that. I don't know if him, uh, we're just supposed to, it, God decides. I'm like... And I worked with a guy that was, he was primitive Baptist, and I thought, and he just thought it was great. He just said, you know, we don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody will ever know. I'm like, what's the purpose of the Bible if we don't know? But anyway, watch this. Look how Jesus presents a story to some people who are making fun of uh, thinking that there's no resurrection. All right. That same day, some of the Sadducees, now that's just a badge, a name for some people who didn't believe that anything happened to you after you died. When you're dead, you're just dead. You're just dead. You kill a bug, it's dead. That's the end of it. He thinks we're that way. But now this is Jesus. Look what he says. Who said there's no resurrection after, the death, after death. They came to him and said, uh, Sir, Moses, well, we know who Moses is, okay. Moses said that if a man dies without children, his brother should marry his widow and their children will get the dead man's property. Sort of, you know, just a, you know, inheritance thing. Kind of makes sense. Okay. Well, we had among us a family of seven brothers. Oh, what a story. You know the story. One brother has her. He dies. The next one marries her all the way down. The first of these men married... And then died without children. So his widow became the second brother's wife. The brother also died without children. On and on we go. Okay. Now, they're making fun of Jesus. And then she died. Oh, whose wife will she be in the resurrection? For all, uh, for, uh, for she was the wife of all seven of them. Now, look what Jesus says. He didn't say, well, you know, we really, we, truly, we all came from monkeys. I have to be honest. You know, Jesus called himself the Son of Man. Do you know that word? The literal word is Son of Adam. I mean, Jesus is either like they say, he's either Lord or a liar or a lunatic. Well, he's not. He actually was here. They can't find his body. Something happened, you know. But anyway, he said your error is great is caused by your ignorance of the Scriptures. Now, I like to say the Scriptures is really history. I mean, yeah, it's holy, whatever, but it's history, okay? You're ignorant of God's power. For in the resurrection, uh, there's no marriage. Everyone is like angels in heaven. Notice that. Everyone is like angels in heaven. We're not just laying dead in the grave somewhere. Wow. But now, look at this. Look, here's what you see. But now, as to whether there is a resurrection of the dead. Now watch closely. Don't you ever read? Now watch what he says. Look at this. Don't you realize that God was speaking directly to you when he said, it's just like I say, when we read it, he's talking to us. But he was talking to Moses. But no, he's talking to us. I am 
the God of Abraham. The burning fiery bush. Moses sees that burning fiery bush and he hears this voice. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses could have said, oh, they're dead. No. God was saying, they ain't dead because I am their God still. They were somewhere. Okay. He said, I am the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So God is not the God of the dead, but the living. But we've already seen Abraham's dead. Isaac's dead. Jacob's dead. Jesus said they're living. Where are they? Well, let's keep watching. They're somewhere. I want to back up and look at this. Now, we've already seen Moses is dead. But guess what? He's not. Look at this. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, to the top of a high mountain. As they watched, all of a sudden, Jesus' clothes starts glowing. I'd freak you out if that's what happened to me this morning. I mean, man, I mean, it would be something. All oh, his glory. But, of course, it's not me. It'd be, it would be Jesus, you know. But actually... We're kin to him, and one day we're going to be glowing just as much. His clothes and his face shone like the sun. Okay, dazzling. Suddenly, a zombie showed up. Oh, he's, he's no zombie. The Bible says we're created in the image of God, male and female. Now, Dustin's friends are not here, but Melody's, I guess Melody and Dustin would be the youngest ones here. You can take a look at them, and that's what we're all going to be looking like one day. When we pass out of this life and go somewhere else, we're going to look like that. Because notice Peter didn't go, Woo, Moses, woo, that long beard you got all the way to the ground. He knew he was Moses. You're going to know who Moses is too. Here's another guy. What happened to that guy? We'll look in a moment. But anyway, he appeared and was talking with him. But these were two literal, we'll call them human beings, about 2,000 years ago. Well, roughly this was 1,200 years ago. And this was... About 1,500, oh, he'd be closer. He'd be more like 800, 900 years. That's pretty old. Where'd they come from? Well, we already know Moses was dead. But Jesus just said they're alive. Now, let's go look at uh, what happened to Elijah just a moment. Oh, let me get this right. First, not Second Kings. Second Kings 2. Yeah, look at that. That's all we need to see right there. Look at that. Now the time came for the Lord to take Elijah to heaven. So where was he? Heaven. By means of a whirlwind. Wow. Well, let's just skip down to it when it happened. Phil got him a new ride, a 1950 uh, Chevrolet. Look at this. Where did it hit? Uh, as they were walking and talking, suddenly... Phil's 1950 Chevy pulled up. <laughs> it was something. Look at this. A chariot of fire drawn by horses of fire appeared and drove between him and Elijah, separating them. And Elijah was carried by a whirlwind. That thing must have took off so fast. <laughs> Notice what he says. He cried out and he said, My father, my father, the Chevrolet. Same thing. The chariot of Israel and the charioteers. These are fables. Man, these are not fables. We didn't even read the history. There were people across the river with binoculars going, hey, you know what? A chariot's going to be here in just a little bit. And Elisha was ticked off saying, I know, shh, be quiet. Great story. Great story. What do we get from all this? Well, let's go back and let's take a look. Let's go back over here to, uh, let's go to Luke's account. I mean, because one day, one day this is going to happen to us. This is in the 16th chapter. These are stories that you know. Let's see where this one is. Uh, 
This is Luke chapter 16. Yeah, here we go. There was a certain rich man, Jesus said, who was splendidly clothed and lived each day in mirth and luxury, having the time of his life. One day, a guy named Lazarus, a diseased beggar, was laid at his door. He laid there longing for the scraps from the rich man's table. The dogs would come and lick his open sores. Woo, nasty. Finally, the beggar died. Uh oh, uh oh, keep reading. And was carried by the angels to be with who? Abraham. I don't believe in that. Man, I believe it. I've been reading my Bible forever. And people older than me have been reading their Bible forever too. And I ain't found anybody that's been able to disprove the Bible. Oh, they'll say, oh, oh, oh. But the track record shows it so. All the kings in the Old Testament, they match up history with the kings that we knew in other nations and stuff. It's hard to throw this stuff away. So coming back to this, boy, this makes sense. He was carried by the angels to be with Abraham in the place is called of the righteous dead. Now this other guy, unfortunately, didn't work out too hot for him, but that's not the impression the Lord's trying to tell us here. He's not saying, well, you better watch out. We already know Jesus is the only way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only one that can keep us from winding up in a wrong place like this fellow here. His soul was lost in hell. Wow. And there he was in torment. But let's get back to this. This guy here, he was died and carried by the angels. Now, you're not going to earn this. This is a gift that's given to you. But let's go back to the details some more. So this guy was carried by the angels. Let's look at um, the, uh, I want to go to uh, the book of Philippians here. And in Philippians, let me switch this to the King James a little bit. I'm more familiar with this language here, oh, this wording. It, it's it's going to be about the same. But uh, Paul possibly, uh, he may, he's in prison at this point, And uh, it's possible that um, uh, he may lose his life here because he's going to face Caesar. Okay, but anyway, notice what he says. For me to live as Christ... Now, that don't make sense to me, except for what we read in the Bible. Praise the Lord. To die is gain. But to live in the flesh, look how he says it. To live in the flesh, this is fruit of my labor. And he says, yet, uh, what I shall choose, I what not. I'm in a straight betwixt two. What does he mean? Well, let's put it in the old Alabama language. Let's get it back over here in, in good old country language for us. Watch this. Look what he says. All right, let's see where it is. All right, here we go. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, he says that I will always be, I want to honor Christ whether I live or I die. For me, living means opportunities for Christ. Look at this. And dying, that can't be better. Wait a minute. Well, why did the Lord take Enoch? Remember, he lived 300 and something years after he had a child or something, and all of a sudden he was gone. Well, that's kind of disappointing. The Lord messed him up. No, he was gone. He went somewhere. He said he was in fellowship with God, and God took him. Just Well, we saw Elijah, he was taken up. Couldn't be some disappointment. And Paul says, oh, well, when I get out of here, it's going to be better. He says, but if living uh, will give me more opportunities to win people to Christ, then I really don't know which is better, to live or die. Notice what he says in 23. Look at this. Sometimes... I want to live, and other times I don't. For I long to go, look at that, 
He didn't say, I long to go be laid in the grave and then wait till the next ad. No. When you pass out of here, you're with Christ. Just like that, that leper or whatever, that Lazarus, when he, when he died, he was carried by the angels. Wow. Amazing. Oh, let me switch over to oh, another one we see here. And then we'll figure this out here in just a second. Let's go to Second Peter, and it's this chapter right here. This is Peter, the one that walked on the water. Notice what he says here. Uh, look at this. He's, tr- he's just wrote an email or a text message. He texts everybody, okay? And he says, oh, by the way, knowing that I shortly must put off this my tabernacle. What? What? What cup? What have you been drinking, you know? <laughs> you know? It's called laying your body down. I mean, come on. I mean, I'm getting old too. I mean, and, and I'm noticing some changes in me. And I mean, I'm looking forward to going to heaven, but I'm also realizing, praise the Lord. I mean, we always think, what's God look like? He's, he's you know, he's got to be old and wrinkly. No, he can't be old and wrinkly because Adam was created in his image. And Adam, whoo, sharp looking fella, you know, whatever. So anyway, I got to lay down this body. Well, let's go over here next to... Uh, an entire message that was given, Paul wrote, because some people were saying, oh, there, there, there's no resurrection. Come on, y'all are crazy. There is, when you're dead, you're dead. No, look at this. Now let me remind you, brothers, what the gospel really is. For it's not changed. It's the same. Notice it's good news. Yeah, good news, you're going to heaven. That's not, they don't even remotely think any of us are going to hell. They don't. Because we have a Savior. Why should we go? Anyway, you're welcomed. You welcomed it then and still do now, for your faith is squarely built upon this wonderful message. What's the message? And this is the good news that saves you if you still firmly believe, unless, of course, you never really believed it in the first place. See, we believe when we die, we're going to be with the Lord. I mean, that, that's how diligent he is. He's coming to our house. He really is. I, I'll never forget, I, I work, you, know, you, you get to meet people different times of your life, and this woman at work, she was telling me about her aunt. Her aunt was in her 90s at Huntsville Hospital here, and I, I'm hearing this firsthand because she was there. She said she was in the Huntsville Hospital, and she said her aunt started waving her arms like this. I mean, can't you hear the angels? You know, and, and my friend was going, what? And she said, they're at the door. And she said she went to the door to push it too. And when she turned around, her aunt had passed away. Well, of course, that was fake. Well, first off, I got to think that friend of mine is lying to me. And I know him forever. I can't be lying. And I could tell by their attitude, they were like, kind of freaked them out. But then it it calmed them down because that's what we've heard. We just read it. The angels carried Lazarus straight. Amazing. Amazing. But anyway, I pass on to you right from the first what I had, what was told to me. Notice this: that Christ died for our sins, just like Gene. I mean, he it doesn't matter. He died for our sins. We couldn't pay for it. Matter of fact, Adam cursed all of us anyway. We were stuck. I mean, by one man's sin, death was passed on all of us. Okay. Of course, we added to it, but it wouldn't have mattered. That Christ died for our sins, just as the Scripture said He would, and that He was buried. Oh, He died. And three days afterward, he arose from the grave. All right, now watch closely here. Just as the prophets foretold. 
He was seen by Peter, later by the rest of the twelve. And then he was seen by more than 500 Christian brothers at once. Most of all are still alive. Okay, they're still, though some have died. James saw him later on, uh, all the apostles. Uh, and last of all, I saw him. Remember, Paul saw him. Paul was going to go kill some Christians, and all of a sudden, who are you? <laughs> I mean, the Lord said, hey, you need to cut this out, you know. Anyway, long after the others, though I had been born almost uh, too late for this, for I am now uh, least worthy of all the apostles that I shouldn't even be called an apostle after all the way I treated the church, because Paul was taking them in prison, having some of them killed, till he found out, uh-oh, I, that, <laughs> this ain't right. Now here's where he goes. But wherever I am, now it's all because God poured out such kindness and grace upon me, and not without results. For I have worked harder than all the other apostles. In other words, he's just working his heart out. Okay, let's skip down here. But tell me this. Since you believe what we preach, that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying that dead people will never come back to life again? And see, we have to focus on the scriptures and realize Jesus thinks Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob are still living. And when you lay down your body, you're still going to be living. You're going to go see your parents, your friends. He says, how can you possibly say they're not going to come back to life again? Notice what he says. For if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ must still be dead. Oh, they're still pushing that. The people still say, well, Jesus wasn't resurrected. He wasn't resurrected. They just hit him. Oh, please. The way the news media treats people today, buddy, they'd find it. <laughs> they would have found it. And if he's still dead, then all our preaching and your trust in God is empty. Like I say, it'd be a waste of time today. Worthless, hopeless. And then I'm a liar. Because we've said God raised Christ from the dead, and of course that isn't true if the dead don't come back to life. If they don't, then Christ is still dead. And you are foolish to keep on trusting God to save you. And you are still in, he's going to say, we're still in our sins. And man, we don't have a happy future ahead of us. Oh. And we're under condemnation. Wow. In that case, all Christians who died are lost. And we've got a lot of that going on today. We, sometimes we worry, oh, I don't know if, if Billy's going to be there. I don't know if so-and-so is going to be there. I don't know. You know. Well, if they've heard about Jesus, it's pretty simple. All they had to do was trust him. It wasn't a certain process you go through. And if being a Christian is of value to us only now in this life, look at that. We're of all men most miserable creatures. Guess what? If we think there's no heaven, we're not really having too much fun right now because the clock's ticking. One day, we'll breathe our last. And it's like, God, it's all going to be... I have not seen nor ear heard the things that God's prepared for us. Paul saw it. And he said, I saw stuff I can't even put in words. I saw it. I was caught up into the third heavens. Is what he says. But anyway, back to this. But the fact is, Christ did rise from the dead and has become the first, look at this, of millions. We think there's just going to be two people in heaven. Me and somebody else, whatever. No, it's going to be a bunch of us. Anyway, who will come back to life. Look at this one day. Now look at this. Death, here it is. Death came into the world, not because of what you did, but because one man, Adam, did it. Now we've made some mistakes too, but... It doesn't matter. We're grandkids of this guy. Our, it was passed down to us. Now there is a resurrection, excuse me, uh, and it's because of what this man Christ has done that now there is a resurrection from the dead. Wow. Everyone dies because we're all related to Adam, being members of his sinful race. And, where, and wherever there is sin, death results. But all who are related to Christ, 
Notice it didn't say, well, there's some are a little bit better than... No, you're either in or out. It's all there is. There's no... Gee. Anyway. Each, however, in his own turn. Yep. Christ rose first. Then when Christ comes back to life, all his people will will come back to life again too. All right. After that... uh, Here we go. Oh... The end will come when he'll turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having put down all his enemies of every kind. See, I mean, this world's in a mess, but one day it's going to be fixed, okay? For Christ will be king until he's defeated all his enemies, including the last enemy, death. This too must be defeated and ended. I mean, really, even if we started over again, it looks like, what about death? Well, we're not in a cycle like that. Death is fixed to be completely erased and gone. For the rule of authority over all things has been given to Christ by his Father. Except, of course, Christ does not rule over the Father himself, who gave himself this power to rule. When Christ has finally won the battle again, all his enemies then will be under his feet, something like that, yeah. Uh, He will put also under his Father's orders, so that God who has given him the supreme victory... Okay, uh, okay, here we go. Let's get back to 29. If the dead will not come back to life again, then what point is there in people being baptized for those who are gone? Why do it unless we believe the dead are sometime going to raise? Yeah. And why do we ourselves continually risking our lives? I mean, think about that. I mean, (laughs) if it got to be like they're going to shoot us if we talk about Jesus, I mean, like, what do I want to do this for if there ain't no resurrection? That's what Paul's saying. That's just how common this should be among us, knowing that, oh, we're going to be with the Lord. The fact is, I face death daily. That is as true as my pride and your growth in the Lord. And whatever value there is in fighting wild beasts, wow, see, Paul had to deal with lions, just like Daniel. He said, man, what value? He says, man, I'm beating back these lions, and if there's no resurrection, uh, time out. I think I want to quit, you know. What am I doing all this for? If it was only for what I gained, look at this, in this life. Is there another life? Yes, hallelujah, there's another life. Praise the Lord. If we will never live again after we die, then we might as well go and have ourselves a good time. Let's eat, drink, be merry. What's the difference? Tomorrow we're going to die. And look at that. Everything ends. But that's not the truth. It's not going to be the end. It's just like you go get out of here, go get in your car, go home. It's going to be that simple. You step in your car, boom, boom, oh, hello, I'm in heaven. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Don't be fooled. Look at that. Don't be fooled by those who say such things. If you listen to them, you will start acting like them. Get some sense. Quit your sinning. For your shame, will, for your shame, I say, some of you are not even Christians at all who have never really known God. Well, that's because they're just running around. They don't believe anything. Someone will say, well, how are the dead going to be brought back to life? What kind of bodies are they going to have? What a foolish question. You'll find the answer in your own garden. Think about this. When you put a seed into the ground, it's still fascinating. That sucker dies. You can dig it up and look, but as you look, it started growing, didn't it? And that's what he's saying. Hey, come on, think this thing through. You put that seed into the ground. Let's say we died, we buried. They they laid Richard down in the grave. He says it doesn't grow into a plant unless it dies first. And when the green shoot comes out of the seed, it's the very uh, it's a very different from the first seed you first planted. I mean, it's amazing. Like, where did that thing come from? Wow. For you put into the ground is a dry little seed of wheat, whatever it is you're planting. Then God gives it, boop, gives it a life. Man, could be a giant tree or whatever. A beautiful new body, just the kind he wants it to have. Different kind of plant grows from each kind of seed. And just as there are different kinds of seeds and plants, so there are different kinds of flesh. Human, animals, fish, birds alike. 
The angels in heaven have bodies far different from ours, and their beauty and glory of their bodies is different than the beauty of the glory of ours. The sun has one glory. The moon and stars have another. The stars differ from each other in brightness and whatever. In the same way, our earthly bodies which die and decay differ from the bodies we shall have. Wow. Remember Jesus, when he was resurrected, they saw him and Jesus said, handle me. A spirit hath not flesh and bone as you see me have. He said, touch me. And then Jesus said, what you got to eat there? Start chewing on stuff, drinking stuff. He wasn't a zombie. Man, woo. All right, he says this. Uh, we'll come back to life again and they will never die. The bodies we have now embarrass us. Yeah, hello, you know. Trying to look good and we're starting to get older or whatever, doing the best we can to do everything Dustin says do, work out, whatever, you know. But I tell you what, this stuff can get ahead of you sometimes. It's going to be hard to stop age. But we've got his mercy to help us. But the good part is, what's this all about? They'll, uh, for they become sick and die, but they will be full of glory when we come back to life again. Wow, yes, they're weak and dying bodies now, but when we live again, they'll be full of strength. They're just human bodies at death. But when they come back to life, they'll be superhuman bodies. For just as they're natural human bodies, they're also supernatural and spiritual uh, bodies. For the scripture tells us the first man, Adam, was given a natural human body. But Christ is more, that he was giving a life-giving spirit. First then, we have these human bodies. Later on, God gives us spiritual heavenly bodies. Adam was made from the dust of the earth, but Christ came from heaven above. Every human being has a body just like Adam, made of dust. But all who become Christ, look at this, will have the same kind of body as his, a body from heaven. Woo! Wow. Just as each of us has a body like Adam's now, someday we'll have a body like Christ. I tell you this. Now notice, nowhere in here does he say, watch it now. You may not go. Watch it now. This is only for those who get up at four in the morning and read their Bible and all these up. This was written to an entire church and actually, you back up to the seventh chapter, they had incest going on. This man's son was going out with his mother. Notice Paul didn't say, now as for that guy, we write him off. And matter of fact, y'all weren't telling that boy it was wrong, so I'm not even going to tell you this story. Listen, we've all made mistakes. We've all made terrible mistakes. But that doesn't keep us out of this. This is ours. Just as each of us has a body like Adam, so we'll someday have a body like Christ. Wow. Can you imagine that? That resurrected body right there? You're going to have one just like it. Anyway, let's keep going. I tell you this, my brothers. An earthly body made of flesh and blood cannot get into kingdom of heaven. These are perishable bodies. And they're not uh, the right kind to, to live forever in. Watch this. Here we go. Wrapping it up right here. But I'm telling you a strange and wonderful secret. We shall not all die, but we're all going to be given new bodies. Wow. It'll happen in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. No, oh, he's gone too far now. He's drinking. No, he wasn't drinking. The trumpet's going to blow. There's going to be a blast from the sky. And all the Christians who have died and suddenly will become alive. Now, they're already with the Lord. They're not... In the grave. He's, he's talking about their body, okay. And their new bodies that will never die, boom, going to change. Here we go. See what he says. And then we who are alive and remain suddenly have new bodies too. Woo! Our earthly bodies. 
the ones we cannot, the ones we have now that can, that can die must be transformed into heavenly bodies that will never perish and live forever. When this happens, then at last the scripture will come true. Death is swallowed. Uh, it, it'll be like, it's the only thing that's going to come out your mouth and go, well, that's the end of that one. <laughs> it's over with. Woo. Man. Where is your sting? For sin is the sting that causes death and all will be gone. Notice he didn't say, notice he didn't break out and say, now sin. Now let me tell you about sin. You never know if you're doing it or not. And God probably hates you today. He's angry at you. No, he's not. He spent a whole section telling all of us that this is what's going to happen to us. That sin is the sin of Adam. Now, we've made mistakes too, but Adam's the one that kicked it all off. In the day you eat of it, you'll what? Die. Wow. And the law which reveals our sins will no longer be our judge. Wait a minute. Aren't you going to be guilty for some of them Ten Commandments? Guess what? They're gone too. You couldn't keep those Ten Commandments if you tried. Try not to tell a lie this week. I will not tell a lie. Yeah, just see. Just see what I have. Yeah, it's a lie right there. Anyway, anyway, uh, how we thank God for all of this. It is He who still makes us victorious through Christ our Lord. So my brothers, what does He say? Last thing right here. Uh, yeah, since the future, look at this, since future victory is sure. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we're going on. This is why we tell people about Jesus. It's sure. Be strong, steady, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever wasted. As it would be if there were no resurrection. Praise the Lord. And remember Paul said this. Absent from the body is what? Present with the Lord. Boy, the second you step out of here. Whoa, hello Lord. That's the reason we say going home to be with Jesus. We're not laying in the grave somewhere. That's not what's happening. Father, we thank you for your word today. We know what heaven's about. Praise the Lord. You told us not to worry about it. We're your friends. Hallelujah. We're going to be with you. And Lord, if we're faced with any kind of pain in our bodies today, we're not feeling good, whatever, you'll take care of that. If we're hurting financially, you'll take care of that. we got some other problem that's sneaking up on us. Praise the Lord. In the light of this resurrection, in the light of going to heaven, you'll take care of that minor problem, whatever it is. So that didn't leave anything left but for us to go out and be happy and watch you work in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, hallelujah. Amen. Glory.